don't have to like everything we say. You don't have to listen to us. So now it's time to play Two Truths and a Lie, except for it's only actually two stories, not three. Make sure you go back and listen to part one so you understand what we're doing here. I'm going to tell you two stories. I'm only telling you one of them on this episode. I'm going to tell you one more on another episode. One of them is going to be about 95% true, minus, you know, normal little things. It may no longer be accurate or the way I remember it. The other one's going to be about 95% false. The truth parts will be a place I had been who I am, the time frame, that kind of thing. And use your detecting deception skills as we've been covering detecting deception for a couple of years now and see how the stories are constructed and if you can figure out which story is true and which story is a lie. Right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight. This episode is brought to you by Seed. Did you know that supporting your health can be as easy as taking two capsules a day? Each daily dose of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is formulated with 24 scientifically studied probiotic strains that support gut, skin, and heart health, helping you start the new year off right. Visit seed.com slash Spotify and use code SPOTIFY25 to get 25% off your first month. I think one of the most interesting things in our modern history is the use or misuse, I don't know which one it is of different terms, having to do with people's culture, ethnicity, or race. There seems to be this argument about people of color, which is funny to me. It's although anybody who's not white is of color unless they have some ancestry that's white from another nation that's not the United States, even though white's of color. Or people not realizing that a lot of Things are changed to white on questionnaires instead of Caucasian because not all people of Caucasian are white. But the of color thing is what gets me. Like people used to get mad at me for marking. I'd, I'd marked, um, what was it? It was Hispanic, but what they had when I was first in the army was black Hispanic and white Hispanic. And I remember this dude who was Puerto Rican. He was so pissed. And I was like, yeah, bro, I don't, I don't know, but I'm checking white Hispanic. And then I'm getting smoked over here because he thinks I'm just straight up white, which I'd only mark white Hispanic because marking black was going to clearly get me in trouble. And if I ever like showed a picture of my mom or, or somebody had met my mom, they just assumed I was adopted because of the ancestry in my family, which is... It's a pretty good mix of the Crayola human coloring box, I guess. But the time this became a real big, kind of a real big deal, I almost got in so much trouble. I handled it pretty well, I think. But I was in Iraq 
in Baghdad and we had in the military. I, I mean, I think it's growing up in the military through my time there. I always thought it was just the military that did this. But after I got out, I kind of caught on that maybe everybody does it. But they have those months like pride months for everything but white people. So like Native American and here's the thing. I think the way they did it too is I think Native American for a long time said Native American Heritage Month where the rest of them were History Month. Like they didn't want to tell Native American history because it's all what white people did to them was bad, which was so funny because if you do Black History Month, there would be some good stuff there where people would show like Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and probably misinterpret a bunch of it. But they didn't go so hard for a long time like after white people. It was so weird. So we have all these history months. So my sergeant major, who's black, which matters for this story, was a for lack of a better term he was a shitbag nco but he was pretty good at morale and motivation and he believed heavily in a lot of culture and stuff and especially these history months he was all about participating and having things for the soldiers no matter which month it was so there's nothing special to him about it being you know black history or african-american history months whatever they called it i mean i'm sure personally there was but professionally didn't matter he was he was all for it so they're going to do this run, and it's uh, on the base there. We're well into the time of getting ready to hand everything over. So it was stupid, I think, to do in a war zone, but we were probably fairly safe. Nothing really happened. I mean, I was on around Biop and Victory Base Complex, so it's like this massive, massive base. So anyway, he's going to do this run, and so I'm going to go do the run. Like, I have time to go do it. I've been feeling better. My ankle that I got injured years ago, I was doing okay. I knew when he did these runs, they were really slow, like nine and a half minute pace. I was all about that. It wasn't going to be very long. It was like two miles. It was in, I, I don't actually know the time of year that that month is in, but I remember on that day, it wasn't especially hot. So either it's in winter or just having to be a cooler day. So I was like, I'm all down for this. So I got my PTs and stuff on and my PT belt because, you know, the reflective belt protects you from incoming artillery. And so I go over there and I don't know if you could say I was shocked or not. I mean, I kind of was and kind of wasn't. Everybody running was black or as close to black as you could get. Like we had some Hispanic dudes, not, not a whole many, but I don't, I don't remember seeing any. Definitely nobody was white. And the Sergeant Major wanted to know what I needed. And I said I was here for the run. And he's like... I don't, I don't think so. And I'm like, what? this is the run, right, for the Pride Month. I, I got time today. My ankle's feeling pretty good. I thought I'd run. He's like, yeah, we're only, this is only for black soldiers. And I'm like, what do you mean it's only for black soldiers? You can't do that. And he's like, well, yeah, I can. I'm the Sergeant Major. It's African American History Month. And I'm like, Sergeant Major, that's, that's fucking racist. <laughs> I'm like, you can't exclude people. You know, I, I would think, and I nobody was, like, hearing this conversation, but I was like, you, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of this, but you'd think, think you'd want people that are of other races you know supporting this i can't believe you did you just tell people they can't come unless they're black he's like yeah it's pretty much known in this battalion which i was i was relatively new like i had come there and taken over plume i haven't been there very long so kind of didn't surprise me because of some crazy other stuff i heard but i was like well i go it says hispanic on my on my erb my record thing but i go my mom's black I go, I just don't put black because I don't like dealing with the people over it. He's like, bullshit. And I was like, no, really. And I, I showed him a picture. I said, look, that's my mom. That's my dad. My mom's black. She's from Uganda. And then my father, 
my birth father is uh, Spanish, Spanish and Portuguese or something like that, like some mix from one, one of the grandparents. I don't remember which one because I, ne- I never met those grandparents. And Scandinavian was the other one because it was Swedish. And I think his dad was Spanish and Portuguese and mom was Swedish, something like that. Because they were, they had passed when I was really young. I don't remember them. So, like, it became this issue, and people are kind of coming closer, wanting to hear, and usually some people around my rank, some senior NCOs, but they're, people are looking at me kind of funny, but nobody's really said anything yet. And he's like, all right, yeah, you know, you can run. And so I go along with them, and then, like, there's some soldiers saying stuff and mouthing off, like saying stuff to their buddies they shouldn't be saying. You're not supposed to be talking in that formation anyway. You're supposed to be calling cadence and saying shit. And I started going after them. I was like, you guys knocked that racist bullshit off. Like, I was cussing them out. Like, you know, I don't care what you think I am. You don't get to use those kind of words. And anybody, that's not allowed. I'm going to be prosecuted for that, you know. Article 15 is what we'd say. That's type of prosecution. And there was times, like, I felt my hair standing up on the back of my neck. Like, I was doing the right thing, but I'm like, what? This feels weird. Like, am I about to get attacked kind of thing? And I say that because two of my buddies who were black who were there, one guy's name was um, Zay, and the other guy was this guy, Anthony. And Anthony was uh, about my size, and we both had shaved heads. And he was he's black, but he's lighter skinned. And then even though at this time... My skin had darkened quite a bit as it does when I have a lot of sun. People still thought, just assumed I was white. Apparently that's the thing, you know? Like, you can't assume gender, but you can assume color or something. You can assume race, I guess. And people people always thought me and Anthony were brothers when we weren't, I mean, not on the base, but like when we were out doing stuff, I know we used to hang out in Kentucky together and people, and even in Arizona later where we both ended up getting stationed, people thought we were brothers. But they're like, hey, uh, Hey, the colonel needs you, right? And I knew it wasn't the battalion commander. I was wrong with the battalion. They're like, the brigade commander needs you, which has happened before. It was always an interrogation-based thing. They're like, hey, the colonel needs you. I'm like, seriously? They're like, yeah, the chiefs sent us over here. Like something, whatever happened, they need you. I was like, all right. And they're like, yeah, we'll go back with you because we have we have to do stuff too. Say we were these uh, IEW guys, which is uh, – they're basically, they work in intelligence, but they work in all the electrical systems. So they have to have clearance for all the high-speed SIGINT stuff and everything else. So it's not unreasonable that they couldn't be involved. So I go back with them, and then when we get back, they're like, no, just walk. And so we're far enough away, they're like, yeah, so nobody needs to see you. And I'm like, what are you, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> and they're just like, hey, you were going after those guys and doing the right thing, and we were... Or, well, Anthony was, Zay's like, I wasn't going to do shit. And Anthony's like, I was going to go up there and back you up. He said, but some of the stuff these guys are saying you didn't hear. He goes, I'm not going to repeat it. But he goes, we shut it down and got you out of there. Because he goes, I think this this had the potential to escalate to be something serious. And I'm like, what, are they like, going to jump me or something? And he's like, yeah. And probably not like today. Like later on. He goes, but they kind of chilled a little bit. And we said the colonel needed you. And it was for an interrogation thing because they know who you are. And they respect what you do, and that you've gotten results with your team of people. Plus, the colonel needing you reminds them that you have the ears of important people that can ruin their lives. You're like, so we don't think anything is going to happen, and we'll make sure of that. And I was like, holy shit. And uh, the funny thing is, like, I could have called them over when I was talking to Sergeant Major earlier because they both knew my mom was black. 
And actually, I was going to, Anthony was going to meet my family at one point, but never did. This was later when I was in Arizona. So it was interesting because it always reminds me about conversations we have today, not just about race, but now about gender. And there's always this thing about misgendering, but nobody brings it up about race. Like they bring it up when they see somebody clearly and gets proven to be fake. Like there's the white woman. I think she was in Congress or state Congress who got a bunch of tans and said she was black and she clearly isn't. Or the, the really wild one who was like one 10, 24th Native American. So she was calling herself Native American. I don't know if she actually called herself Native American. That's what people were saying. So it's like people misappropriating things or doing any of these things that certain sides of political spectrum sink are this big bad thing. But they actually don't step in and do anything about it when they believe the person involved is white. And even, even in this story, excuse me, <coughs> even in this story, I had a grandfather was white. So even if it worked out, even though genes don't work this way, if it mathematically worked out, it was 25% white, that'd be enough. 25% white would be enough, you know, but, um, you know, 25% black isn't. So I don't understand how that ball bounces, but it's because it's a, it's a racist thing and I don't like it. I, not just because it happened to me, I just, I don't like how people view that stuff and how they are hypocrites about it. And I think it's bullshit. And it causes us to come up with these stupid terms, like the, what it was the unhoused one I mentioned in the last video. So I hope you like this story. In a couple episodes, I will be telling you another story and you'll get to decide which story is true and which story is a lie. Use your detecting deception skills. Go back and listen to anything that says detecting deception especially if it's not talking about body language or specifically about storytelling, the ways people speak and communicate, and perhaps that will help you. This isn't a contest. This is just to gauge your skills. And then after I do the second one, a couple episodes later, I'm going to do part four where I'll discuss why you think this story is true and why you might think this story is a lie. And on the next and on the other story, I'm going to tell you the same thing, why you might think that story is true and why you might think that story is a lie. And then we'll discuss the results. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again here shortly with more stories and fun information right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight.